Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Radio. Oh, pray. 
What a mighty, mighty God we serve. What a mighty, mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. A mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. A mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. 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 Testament, 
Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. That's that's the next one. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Again. Again, it's Acts chapter four. Acts chapter four. One verse, one verse, the 18th verse, 18th verse. If you're able to stand, if you're able to stand, not because I asked you to, but out of reverence for the reading and hearing of the word, if you're able to stand, that's Acts chapter 4, verse 18. Please, 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 ma'am, please, sir. If you're able, if you're able, if you're able, if you're able, come on. If you got the activity, they used to say back in the day, if you got the activity of your limb, amen. Acts chapter 4, verse 18. I saw some video last night. They were standing up all night for Janet Jackson. I saw it. I saw it. I was watching. I was jealous, but I was watching. I was watching. Acts chapter 4, verse 18, and it reads, And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. That's the scripture. Uh Uh-huh. The word of God is already blessed. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you this morning. Lord God, we thank you this morning. Lord God, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, God, for another opportunity just to be in your space and place. Lord God, we ask that you would be with us on today, God. Inhabit this place with your precious Holy Spirit. God, fill us today, God, with a fresh anointing. So that when we sing Zion songs and preach the word, God, that you would be with us and that there be someone amongst us who might not know you, that let they would come running down and give their lives over to you. We pray now in the mighty name of Jesus. Be with us, God. In Jesus' name, amen.
Do you like to praise his holy name? Okay, let's get one more chord. One more chord. Let's see how well you like to praise his name. I love to praise. Come on. I love to praise his name. I love to praise Oh, we 
announcements are as follows as we celebrate this Memorial Day. Uh, we certainly celebrate our veterans who have paid the ultimate sacrifice and others that we pause and to remember. I know that Deacon Smith served. Is, is that correct? All those veterans, those veterans who have served, you can just raise your hand. Praise the Lord. Praise Deacon Taylor. Navy man. What branch? Marines? Mm, okay. Evna love that. Uh, but we certainly celebrate all of you uh, today during this Memorial Day weekend. A uh, couple of announcements. My tablet ain't working right, so I'm trying to go from memory. Uh long as the preaching part tablet don't work right. But uh, the following announcements are this. Uh, we are super excited what God is doing uh, in the life of ministry here at Ebenezer, uh, starting the second Tuesday of June, Ebenezer from 10 a.m. to 11.30 will be having yoga class available for those who would like to participate. Y'all know some of y'all need to move. Y'all need to move because you know if you don't move, it's going to be a problem. So you want to, as, as Minister King mentioned, the activity of your limbs, right? We want to have the activity of our limbs all the way into our senior years, just like Sister Hogan has. And so uh, we are uh, making available a yoga class starting the second uh, Tuesday of uh, June, June 13th, I think is the date, uh, from 10 a.m. to 11.30. Uh, please make certain those get marked on our church calendar. Also, we want to make mention uh, that uh, we are thanking God for the amazing work that is going forward. As you uh, look around the building, you'll see that the roof is being uh, restored and repaired. Uh, they have half of the roof off and put some materials on, and that is continuing. You will see around the uh, outside where the gutters, where we had a family of pigeons who resided in our gutters. Well, the good news is they have been evicted. And a new construction has been uh, uh, done on the gutter. So we are thanking God for that. Uh, we had a wonderful, wonderful trustee meeting, and we talked about some things that we're doing uh, to get ready uh, for phase two. Phase two. Phase two consists of phase two consists of another grant application that you should know that we are in the process of working on to be able to present it uh, mid-June. Uh, for the next phase of our work. Amen? And we're super excited to announce that we're adding to our team to assist us with some of this work. Uh, Sister Belinda Guyton, who has agreed to come on board to assist us. And you should know that the trustees were overwhelmingly supportive of you being, being able to join our team 
uh, to push this ball forward. It is a lot of work. It is too much for just one, two, or three people. And so we are thanking God uh, that she heard the call, uh, the clarion call for help for our infrastructure in our church. Amen? Also, I got a few more announcements, but again, this thing ain't working, so I don't want to forget. Oh, today is the day to submit. If you have not already done so, you need to submit the list of those persons who are part of the class of 2023. Those who have graduated from high school, grammar school, college, doctoral, graduate programs, and they are a part of Ebenezer in some way, please submit those names to the clerk, church clerk and the office. Uh, this will be the last Sunday, but by the end of the week, we will not accept any more. Amen? Amen. We're trying to be diligent, right? We're trying to be diligent with our list to make certain that uh, we have the right, the right things in place, right? So please submit those. Also, in an effort to, the, to, to support uh, the resources we need for graduate recognition, I have asked, and they have accepted, Jakari Hill and Mariah Person will be leading the church in an effort to raise the necessary funds for graduate recognition. Will you two young ladies please stand up? Y'all better do better than that for our young people. Now, this year I have, I have traveled uh, to a couple of graduations this year, and one of the things that I'm seeing is I've seen girl power on display. I mean, for real. I've I, I seen some, some young ladies just like blowing your mind with their gifts and their graces. And we have a couple of young people who have recently graduated from college from some first-rate universities. Jakari from University of Michigan in Ann Arbor and Mariah from Illinois State University. And they have agreed to help us. Now, these are young people. They're going to be, help us be creative. So please stay tuned because they're going to help us lead an effort to uh, have the resources we need in place for our graduate recognition and our evangelism efforts this summer. Amen? And, it, and they, they got some great ideas, and it's, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to do what it needs to do. Amen. The men are good, too. Brother Harris, I know you're coming up. You got you in the college, but I'm telling you, these girls have been like, whoa, I just, it's amazing. It truly is amazing. And, of course, I got to add my daughter, graduate of Hampton University, who is here today. I would put her on the committee, but she ain't going to be here long. So you don't want to stand in the way of nobody going to work. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Also, this is a, a most important, and we'll move on. I know that. Oh, the stuffed animals. Thank you. I knew it was something else. 
we are continuing to collect stuffed animals for the Comer Children's Hospital. If you have not already done so, please, please, please make your donation. This week is the last week. This week is the last week. If you can't go to, to the store to buy it or whatever, you can make a donation, put it on your envelopes, because we want to give at least 50, 50 uh, stuffed animals. We got 60? Okay, well, we want some more. To the children who are on the cancer ward at Comer Children's Hospital. Anything we can do to brighten their day, just one day. And you don't know how that can and will bless somebody. So we want to do our part and do that. Amen. Um, this is the last announcement. Um, this coming June, the second Sunday of June, we will be celebrating our 121st year of ministry. And we are certainly grateful for the many blessings that God has bestowed upon us. And we're looking forward to welcoming to the pulpit as our morning speaker, the Reverend Dr. A. Edward Davis, Jr., who is the proud pastor of the St. John Missionary Baptist Church here in Chicago. He is looking forward to coming here, and we are super excited that he will be leading us in worship on the second Sunday in June. Now, as part of our celebration, we are inviting you to join us in making a special contribution uh, for this anniversary in the amount of $242. Now, why $242? Because it's $121 times two. This amount represents $1 for the past 120 years of our church's history but it also represents $1 for the next 121 years of church ministry that we will sow a seed because we recognize that we may not be here, but we want this to be here. And Ebenezer, you should know that we have a lot of things that we are doing and God is blessing and God is opening doors. We need you to do your part. Now, because I'm not clairvoyant, I don't know what you got in your, in your bank account, but you do. And so if you can do it, praise the Lord. If you can't do all of it, praise the Lord. But whatever you can do, this faith community would appreciate it. We will allow you to use the whole month of June if you need to do a little payment plan for this sacrificial offering that we are asking. We have a lot to do in and around our church. And God is blessing us, but we need your support to continue to work in ministry here at Ebenezer. Amen? Amen. Let's continue in worship today.
way back to your seat. Come on, give God a hand clap. Since you're already standing up, you got one part done. Come on, give him a mighty hand clap of God in this place. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. Use your weapons. Use your weapons. Come on, come on, come on. As you make your way back to your seat, give him a hand clap. Come on. Hallelujah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Faithful is our God. Yeah. Faithful is our God. Faithful, faithful. Faithful is our God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As we get ready for our offering, as we get ready for our offering, thank you, thank you. Ushers, I thank y'all so much for y'all patience, and I saw y'all lined up and ready to go the first time. Y'all was on time. It, that was us. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Amen. 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 But it is offering time. It is offering time. Thank God. Watch this. Thank God for sowing seeds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, don't be sorry. Because you can't harvest if you don't sow. All right, that's a different, that's a different, ain't going to get so right. Amen, amen, amen. If you don't plant nothing, you can't expect nothing. Okay, all right. Amen, good seed, good ground, good ground. Amen, it is offering time, it's offering time, church. We are so grateful, let me say this, thank you so much. Uh, If you are in need of a blue envelope, those blue envelopes, they are still in the rotation, they are still in the rotation so the blue envelope that goes directly into the renovation project that possibly is going to help out with phase two, go ahead and get that ready. Get that ready. Ask the ushers for one if you need one. But there are several ways for you to give. You can give online at EbenezerBronzeville.org, EbenezerBronzeville.org. Just hit the Give Now button right there, and then you can make your donation easily right there. If you want to even give to uh, for the Coma Children's, uh, for the stuffed animals, there's a section there. Just go down to Other, and then that'll open up a little box, and you can type in, it's for the stuffed animals, so that way they will know that as well. Uh, and the FOE button, Friends of Ebenezer, go ahead and donate right there as well for that process. Amen. You can also give by mobile. Text to give, text to give, 312-779-0146, 312-779-0146. And you can give by mail or drop your gift off right here at the Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church. The address is 4501 South Vincennes Avenue, Chicago, Illinois, 60653. And then last but not least, you can give via Zelle or QuickPay. That number is 773-960-9028. Again, 773-960-9028. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord. God, we just thank you. Lord God, we ask that you would bless this offering. God, bless it even 100-fold. You know what we stand in need of, God. You know the task before us. But God, we trust that you can multiply whatever seed that's planted in the ground. So God, we ask that you would be with this offering. God, touch it like only you can so that we can continue to do the work that you have set before us in this place. We pray now. In the name of Jesus. Every heart said amen. Amen. Amen.
You must be in your Bible, right? You're, you must be on your Bible app. Okay. Uh, he's home, visiting, uh, uh, celebrating his brother's graduation from Lindblom High School. Yes. And uh, the other uh, three-headed monster is here, Bakari. Uh, so uh, we, we celebrate their presence here uh, today. Uh, Darian is in college playing basketball, and uh, I don't know where he got his skills from, but he uh, he's doing very well on scholarship uh, playing ball. At this time, let us transition to altar call and our prayer list today. On our prayer list this morning is Lindsay Mayfield, Marguerite Jones, Doris Robinson, Deacon Chester Coleman, Elise Grant, Alfred Moore, 
Kenneth Sexton, Al and Mary Burton, Shirley Anderson, Sarah Billups, Mary Sumter, Mary Alexander, Reverend James Thompson, Bernetta Pearson, Michael Jones Jr., Ernestine Rowe, lifting up Lily Turner, and Myrtle Gunn, and Terrell Blevins, who's here today, Sadie Turner, Leonard Tolbert, Willie Wyndham, Brenda and Charles McLaughlin, John Lewis, Monica Purnell, Willie Mae Davis, Beverly Bogus, Myosius Braggins, Rhonda Brown, Jack Spinks, Virgiline Daniels, Lee Stevenson, Laura Conwell, Maisie Jordan, Aaron McCray, Irma Johnson Egger, Shanita Johnson, Latrice Jones, Jason Brantley, Maxine Ozy, Marita Payton, Joseph Harris, James Simmons Jr., my co-worker, daughter Cantrice Johnson, lifting up Brother Rob Martin. Praying also for the family of Reverend Dr. E.J. Parker, colleague of mine in seminary who made his transition, one of the greatest preachers ever, made his transition and leaves behind two very young daughters, five and seven, remembering the Parker family. Let us pray. Also remembering the Gregory family. Eternal God, our Father, we come to you with gratitude upon our lips as we are mindful that we have the privilege to call upon We have the privilege as believers, O oh God, to call you as we lift you up today. God, there are many people that are on this list who are requesting prayer. We thank you, God, because we don't take these moments for granted. God, you didn't have to allow us to see another day. People better than us, oh God, have gone on home to be with you. But God, we're grateful that you've allowed our days to roll on a little longer. And in that, you have told us and have signaled to us that you are not finished with us yet that we still have work to do. So God, let us be about our Father's business. Let's be about kingdom building. Let us be about evangelism. 
as we compel boys and girls, men and women, to make a decision for Christ. Now, God, as we continue with this worship experience, we pray that some word that will be spoken, some song will, that will be sung will penetrate our hearts, that it will reside deep down in our souls, so that when we go out, back out into the world, oh God, we will be able to face whatever challenges we endure with a steadfast hope that our God is able and that we can do all things through you who strengthens us. This is our prayer. This is our plea. For it's in Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. And all of God's people said, Amen. Tomorrow, tomorrow, 
today because it ain't promised tomorrow or oh, y'all don't hear me Acts 4 and 18 says and they called them Peter and John and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus I want to talk from the subject, clammed up Christians. Like so many of us, a certain lame man in the third chapter of Acts was stuck in his circumstances. 
His life had been a mess for so long that the only thing he could imagine would make it better was the money. Does that sound familiar to anybody? You think your life would be better if only you had more money. But how many of you know today that money won't, won't cure everything? I know some folk that got a whole lot of money. But money can't cure a bad attitude. It can't cure a grieving heart. Money can't even cure a callous soul or moral appetite. Money can't cure jealousy, pride, rudeness, self-righteousness, lust, gossip, hatred, envy, and most of all, it can't cure spiritually blinded eyes. Nothing wrong with money. As long as we don't worship it, but it does not cure everything. Money is just a temporary fix for a permanent problem. This certain man in Acts found himself in the right place at the right time, and he didn't even know it. He begged for money from two of the disciples, Peter and John. The, the trouble was that Peter and John were broke. That's the best time to ask me for money. They were broke. They didn't have two nickels to rub together. Peter and John had given up their lucrative fishing business more than three years ago to follow Jesus and become fishers of men. Now they were living hand to mouth, relying on the kindness of people who desired to hear what these two itinerant preachers had to say about Jesus. The problem with the lame man was that he was so busy begging for money that he hadn't taken the time to listen to the buzz from the people in the community about Jesus. Instead, he sat there at the gate of the temple, drowning out the gossip about Jesus with cries of alms for the lame. And you know, we, we can't blame this lame man's foolishness on his youth. For the Bible says this man was up above 40 years old. Now, after 40 years of begging, he's become a master at ignoring the master. Getting by on sympathetic donations from his neighbors. If he had paid the slightest bit of attention when he saw Peter and John, he wouldn't have asked them for silver or gold. That's the problem with a lot of people. They come to church asking for the freebies, but never knock on Christ's door to receive the real blessing God has in store for them. Their help is just a knock away, but they'd rather stay detached and uninvolved. But boy, when we give away those free hands, oh, y'all don't hear me this morning. They prefer to say, just give me what you got 
and I'll be on my way. Of course, Peter and John could not ignore the man's plight. They knew that through the Holy Spirit, they had the power to heal. So what they gave the man, the lame man, was some good advice. Do you remember what that advice was? In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Peter reached out his hand and helped the man to his feet. And I can only imagine the lame man utters shock. He did the honorable thing with his newfound legs. He walked into the temple to thank God and praise him. Like the lame man, lots of unbelievers today receive blessings from God, and their immediate response is, thank God. But they don't really want to thank God. How do you know, Brother Pastor? Pray, praise is not a two-word response. A praising heart goes into God's house to thank him, to praise, to pray, and to present themselves to the Lord and to perform or to serve him. Peter and John got in a lot of trouble for healing the man. They got in trouble first because they did it in full view of the community. You see, Ebenezer, they were not afraid to reveal who they were and whose they were. You know, I believe sometimes some of us have identity problems. We profess Christ, but we keep it on the down low. They, they knew Jesus had the power to heal. They weren't afraid to use it. It didn't matter who was looking or what the onlookers would think. If they had healed the man in the 21st century, someone would have videoed it and posted on Facebook. And it would have shut down the Internet. Facebook would not have been able to record all of the likes. If you don't know what I'm talking about, that's okay. Christ didn't know Facebook either. Too many, too many believers today are afraid to do what Peter and John did. They, they don't wear their faith on the outside. Sadly, they hide their faith. They have one foot in the spiritual community and one foot in the world. They, they got clothes for church and clothes for the world. They're like chameleons colored by their surroundings, adaptable, flexible, pliable. You can coax them into anything, anywhere. Fitting in is their heart's desire. They like to play the field when it comes to their faith. But let me tell you something, there is a danger in having such a loose-fitting faith. When you don't keep Christ close all the time, the world becomes a danger zone. For the devourers out there seeking those whom he can devour, we have to be very careful that we don't mess around with the world, for the world will make a holy man carnal. 
a truthful man, a liar, a sober man, a drunk, a righteous man, godless, a generous man, greedy, a humble man, proud. Peter and John were in the world, but they were careful not to be what? Of the world. They wore their church clothes all the time. At every opportunity, they were at the ready to evangelize. They were ready to show forth the praises of their Savior, a Savior who they knew had no lack or limit. Secondly, Peter and John were disrupting the status quo. See, they got called on the carpet for their unauthorized actions by the people in power. The disciples couldn't be arrested that uh, that, that would have caused a riot among the people who witnessed the miracle. So all the rulers, the elders, the scribes, and the high priests summoned Peter, John, and the lame man before them. And they demanded to know by what power or by what name have you done this? Peter and John could have kept quiet, could have clammed up, but they didn't. Peter said, if you're talking about this lame man who was healed, it was Jesus, the one whom you crucified, and God raised from the dead. Is that a testimony for somebody in here? When something wonderful happens in your life and you know you couldn't have done it for yourself, don't claim it was your degrees on the wall. Don't claim it was your, your bank account. Don't claim it was your credit cards. It, it, it was Jesus. The one who was crucified. The one that you church builders rejected and discarded has now become your head, your cornerstone. In other words, the man you nailed to the cross is now your boss. So the church leaders conferred as church leaders are apt to do among themselves. They raised the question, what shall we do with these men. They are unlearned. They are ignorant. And yet the people marvel at what they have done. The synagogue leaders decided to give Peter and John a specific order. And they called them, Peter and John, and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. In essence, Shut up. We're in charge of this. We didn't authorize you to do this. We didn't call no, no business meeting. We forbid you to do it again. Keep your mouths shut. How do you tell a fired up Christian who's been blessed by God to shut up. We would never tolerate that. If God has done something for you and you're fired up, how are you going to keep silent? When it comes to finding ways to be quiet, uh, 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 the fired up Christians, we are, we are guiltier than we think. How, how, we, when we think about that lady in the pew near you who is always annoyed, 
knowing you with her outward proclamation of praise, you like it don't take all that. Or that, or that mother, it don't happen here, but in a church, in a, in a, in a, in a general sense, uh, uh, about that mother who's always bringing her unruly child uh, into your Sunday school class. Y'all remember days like that? How about that member who ran into, you ran into in, in the supermarket who wanted to share her testimony when all you wanted to do was to get some eggs? But you couldn't shut them up because they wanted to share what God had done. Instead of trying to duck the genuine disciple, we should embrace them and pray that some of their fire will jump on us. Who wants to be a part of a church that is not on fire for God? Who wants to be a part of a church instead of bringing the hallelujah headquarters. It's a mausoleum for the past. Yesterday we were at Josephine on 79th Street to celebrate Sister Hogan's 99th birthday. And we were all supposed to be there at 1 o'clock. Got off the expressway, went down 79th Street, found out 79th Street was blocked. From the Dan Ryan to past Cottage Grove. Found our way, navigated our way through the side streets, through the alleys, to get close to Josephine. And you know, ordinarily, our response would be one of impatience. Ordinarily, our response, we would be upset because there was a traffic jam getting off 79th Street. But when we parked our cars and we walked up to 79th Street to see who got shot, we found a church who was on fire for the Lord, who were praying on every single corner from the, from the Dan Ryan to past Cottage Grove praying for safety in our community as we approach this summer. And while our church is not the size of John Hanna's church, we can be equally on fire for the Lord. And instead of us getting frustrated, we were praying with them. Because they was doing the work of the Lord. They were praising God and praying for God's people. Lastly, Peter and John gave the right response. When the synagogue leaders demanded that they be silent, Peter and John knew just what to say. They said, we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. 
You see, when you are motivated by your Messiah, you have no choice but to let the truth flow from your lips. If you are a fired up Christian, you can't help yourself. When you are enthusiastic about God, you love to let your little light shine. You can't put your light under a bushel if God has done something for you. I don't want to hear, that's not my style. If God woke you up this morning, you ought to be saying hallelujah. If God allowed you to make your way to this place, you ought to say thank you, Jesus. The word says you live in the spirit, so you walk in the spirit. You are led by the spirit, and you are sons and daughters of God. You can't help but look like your father. For you are pure in your motives, just in your judgments, careful in your choices, considerate in your business, clean in your hearts, and faithful in your services. How could we possibly turn down the light that's inside of us? You couldn't shut up if you wanted to. Do I have any witnesses in here? Our brother used to sing a song here. God is the source and the strength of our lives. He's the fountain of our joy. He's the bread at our table. He's the source of our comfort. He is the way in our wilderness. He's the delight of our souls. The synagogue priests and elders let Peter and John go. Punishment was out of the question because the whole city was already glorifying God for, those, for, for, for what these two disciples had done. Peter and John left and returned to their own company to share their experience. And the whole church got down on their knees in prayer. For this was the first testimony that they had heard of the miraculous healing by a disciple. The church closed with a prayer. Prayer with these words. Grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal and that things and wonders may be done by the name of the holy child Jesus. And the Bible says that the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. In this 21st century, Church of Christ, we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. Because when the record is written about Ebenezer, we can't keep it to ourselves. If we follow Peter and John's lead and speak of Christ with boldness, this church will experience an even greater shakeup. The Holy Spirit will fill us to overflowing and the world won't be able to keep us quiet. Christ promised to pour out his spirit on all flesh and we are his 
jars of new wine. He is the wine for our spiritual thirst. He is the wine for our spiritual dryness. Christ is the wine for our spiritual fire. Well, if the world is going to hell in a handbasket, and sometimes we wonder, it's because some of us are not doing our part. Be not slowful, but followers. Share Christ in the shadows and in the light. Share Christ when things are easy and when things are tough. Share Christ through good times and bad times. Share Christ when you feel like it and share Christ when you don't. Share Christ when you understand and and when you don't. Don't be a silent Christian. Be like Peter and John. They couldn't help themselves. Do you hear what I'm saying? When God had done something real and meaningful, you can't help yourself. God has made a way. You can't help yourself. When God has healed your body, you can't help yourself. When God got your tuition paid before you get there, you can't help yourself. When God has opened up doors in government offices, you can't help yourself. When God has raised you spiritually from the dead, you can't help yourself. When God allowed you to walk across a stage after a pandemic, you can't help yourself. When God allowed you to make your way to the house of prayer, you can't help yourself. Old folks used to sing, rise, shine, give God the glory. Oh, y'all don't hear me today. Give God the glory. Let me tell you something, and I'll be saying this a lot. It ain't your intellect. It ain't your wisdom. But it's God. I said it's God that keeps on doing great things. And if he's done some great things in your life, you ought not keep it to yourself. If he's made a way out of no way, you can't keep it to yourself. If he's opened doors that others have closed, you can't keep it to yourself. Because he is, as Dr. Sims used to say, he's my rock in a weary land. He's a wheel in the middle of the wheel. You need to proclaim the goodness of the Lord. Do you hear what I'm saying? Has God done anything for you today?
one who is the answer. You serve the one who has all, all power in his hands. Is there a witness in this place? As you get older, you learn some things that you wish you would have known when you were younger. One of the things that always stayed with me was something that Dr. Sam said to me when I told him that I felt called to the ministry. He acknowledged the call, but he also said, get all that you can, study, go to school, but remember to put God first. When I was younger, I just heard go to school and get all you can. But I've lived long enough now to know there's a whole lot of smart people. There's a whole lot of smart people that ain't put God first and their lives are in the shambles. Don't think you are where you are because of you. And this is primarily for the young people. I Get your education. But boy, you better turn back around and know that it's God who made a way for that education. That God made a way for you to use that education for his glory. Get all you can. I talked about it earlier. I have seen some amazing girl power on display. When I was at Kennedy's graduation, one of her best friends was the valedictorian. Gosh, steel, sharp and steel. And in her graduation valedictorian speech, first thing she did was to praise and give honor to God. This girl had more than a four point oh. I used to wonder how was that possible? <laughs> I thought four was all you could do. But she gave God praise an acknowledgement for the accomplishment that she had earned. That's what I'm talking of. You got to speak up. And I, it's my prayer that we will always remember whose we are. Whose we are. That we are child. Children of the king and he has made a way for us all the word of God for the people of God we're going to open the doors of church perhaps there's someone here that wants to make a commitment to Christ that wants to give their life to the Lord who realizes that it was God it was God it was God operating in your life you know that you are not in a real and meaningful relationship with God now is the time 
to make your commitment to God. The doors of the church open. While he is singing, I'm asking the congregation to pray. Don't look to see who will come. I need you to pray that someone that may be disconnected in this room will make a decision to be connected or reconnected again. The doors of the church open. Speak to my heart. 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 Your holy word. If I can't hear from you, I know what to do. I won't go alone. I never go on my own. Let your spirit guide. Let your word abide. Speak to my heart, Lord. Give me your holy word. If I can't hear from you. And I know what to do. I won't go alone. I never go on my own. Let your spirit guide. Let your word abide. Speak to my heart, Lord. Give me your holy word. If I can't hear from you, and I know what to do. I won't go alone. I never go on my own. Let your spirit guide. Let your word above speak to my heart, Lord. Give me your holy word. If I can't hear from you, then I know what to do. I must go alone. I never go on my own. Let your spirit guide. Let your word above. young man. <laughs> Kenny, this is what happens when dads help their daughters move And we know the other, we ain't worried about that other. We ain't worried about that other. Uh, get you some brothers. If y'all ain't finished, to help your daughter move. If you ain't finished. 
call on some brothers. If you call me, I I will make a donation. You know, as you get approached the big uh, six parts of your body that you did not know you had begins to challenge you. So I'm willing to help with a check, but not with labor. But we're praying for you. We know God got it in his hands. You hear what I'm saying? God got it in his hands. And we're glad to have your voice back. Good to see Brother Jeffrey back as well. Let us look to God. And now unto him who's able to keep you from falling, to present you faultless before his father with exceedingly great joy. To the all-wise God be dominion, power, honor, and glory. Now, henceforth, and forevermore. Amen.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.